0: Hello and welcome to At the Fifty Five, your home for OUA football. This is now episode five of the off-season walkthrough tour. It took us to the city of Kitchener, where we sat down with a couple of the Laurier Golden Hawks. Waterloo, Waterloo, Kitchener, K Dub's, Kitchener Waterloo. I don't know what what what
1: are you? I- I'm just I'm just saying they might get offended if we just call it Kitchener. Okay, K Dub, shout out to the I don't whole- like to offend anybody.
0: No, you're you're right. Uh, shout out to University of York. Um, still trying to book that up, the, <laughs> those sit downs, um, went to the Kitchener-Waterloo area, sat down with a couple of the Golden Hawks, one of your former players from Clarkson Prep, uh, Mr. Ayo Ajayi, who had a stellar year, uh, his first year now starting for them at corner, and as well, Mr. Romy Simpson, wide receiver there. Um, it was a great time, we'll get into the intro, and then we'll just get right into the interview so, here we go.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, AO Ajayi, number 14, Laurier DB. Romy Simpson,
3: number 6, wide receiver, the Laurier Golden Hawks. And you listen to At the 55. At the 55.
0: All right, we're here at the University of Wilfrid Laurier, sitting down with a couple of the Golden Hawk players to my right. I have Romy Simpson, wide receiver, third year. And then sitting next to him we have ao thank you guys so much for joining us thank you for having us here in the uh, training room at uh, the university i uh, appreciate you guys having us in no problem wow. no problem so i know there's uh a big thing we want to get do you want to save it are we saving
1: oh, i'm gonna save it we're, okay so we're gonna get
0: to that uh, so all right so we'll, we'll start we'll we'll, we'll we'll ease our way into it first off how's the off season going for you guys how's training been going
2: uh it's, it's going really good actually yeah i've been getting uh we've been getting a lot of work in um early mornings you know
3: yeah those six a.m.s honestly, they're they're pretty tough, but like I feel like in the off season, they're they're really beneficial for the upcoming season, obviously, and prepping for that. So yeah.
1: Do you guys finally move indoor for practice? Because I saw a lot of those off season <laughs> outdoor practices. I don't know if people love those. Yeah, yeah like
3: yeah. at first we start outside or inside, sorry, and then uh, we make our way inside. Yeah. And then sorry, opposite. <laughs> we, <just> start <laughs> we start inside and we make, make our way, way outside, outside by like March. Uh, by well, the end of March gets so. Yeah. the we
0: Well, hey, I know we talked about this a little bit before we started recording before Romy got here, but. And as Dakota was alluding to, when the season ended, and unfortunately ended a little earlier for you guys, not making the playoffs last year, you guys kept with the outdoor practices. Is, was that new this year? I don't remember seeing mm. that the year prior. Was that a new thing?
2: Nah, we've we been yeah. we've been doing it. It's just like we we just never showed it. But like something we've been doing. I do mean, because maybe
3: they usually
1: make the playoffs. So yeah. yeah to be
3: honest, yeah. Even even when we make the playoffs, we still practice until the Vanier Cup. So regardless of that, we're still getting that body of work until the end of the season. And yeah. so for your three years, that's been
1: the yeah. standard mm-hmm. here. That's been the mantra. So yeah.
0: Is there any pushback of that, or is it just nah, a, it is what is the
1: no this leeway? Point? Just that's it. It's it's maybe if it is. got a little too cold, there might be some pushback. Nah. You know, Internally, <laughs> was,
3: there was, I think there was one practice that we didn't practice, but that was about it. Yeah. And then we still made up for that sometime during the week. So, so, Romeo, I want to direct this uh, more towards you
0: being a receiver. Uh, ask you a little bit about before we started recording with the, the new hiring of Todd Galloway on the offense. Have you got a chance to, to sit down with him to go oh, yeah. over his offense
3: at all? Oh, yeah. I've had uh, about three, four meetings with him now. Um, I love the new offense, I think it's going to work really well for us. Um, the plays that he designs are designed for a lot of playmakers, and I feel like our receiving core has a lot, and even our rece- our receiving backfield, right? So, with that being said, I feel like there's a lot that we can do this year with that offense, and I feel like we'll progress really well.
0: And we talked a little bit earlier. You haven't got as good a read, obviously, being yeah. on the defensive side. <laughs> yet. Yeah, no. So I, he was my former uh, offense coordinator when, yeah. I, when I was at Guelph. So definitely looking out for him. It was funny. It was like a month ago we were at McMaster and we're saying hello to him there, and now right. all of a sudden we're sitting here and we're. You know asking the same question. He's just following us on the tour. It's just a yeah. business. He's just a big. <laughs> He's fan. gonna go to Waterloo. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so recently, there's been headlines with all the uh, East West, uh, the East West game, and the combines coming up for the CFL draft, uh, which for both those imbe- events include some of your, your teammates. Uh, right. Any guys in particular that you're really excited for for this upcoming? Uh, Honestly, this all of events? them. All of them because yes. those
2: guys are stars, all studs. All like they are, they have some. They all have some up their sleeves. I mm-hmm. think like um, cavi. He might not be the most known guy, but like he's uh, he's really really good, and
3: um, for myself, I'm looking forward to Kavante. He came in with me in my class personally, so that's why I'm looking forward to it and hoping I can just follow in those steps in the following year. So,
1: uh, so you know, I'm a big U of T fan. I don't know if you guys follow it a lot, just because I love the underdog and and the high power passing offense. But we saw with them coming out of a bye week, they just lost all their momentum but for you guys it seems that you guys were kind of iffy going into it and then coming out you looked like a whole brand new team like what was that like in the locker room with the coaches you know obviously there was some words said whether positive or negative it had some good effect on you guys coming out of that bye week um i really think
3: afterwards like we just revamped everything we just hit the drawing board again and just said let's hit the gas and let's get going and i think the offense brought that and the defense just followed and did their thing and just kept on throughout everything they've been doing it yeah regardless every year so
1: okay well it's good it's so obviously you know you had some confidence out of there my follow-up question to that is you know we post our predictions every single week who we think and you know there's some weeks we don't necessarily pick you guys uh-huh. um and we noticed one week i think it might have been it was the battle was of the waterloo. battle of waterloo game
0: uh, which has st- a little recap in case I forget was a triple overtime <laughs> amazing you know, game. amazing game brenton hall got the, the oh, game-winning yeah. td yeah.
1: so I, I think my question is you know at like 1.30 in the morning, my phone just started blowing up with all these Laurier guys coming to our post saying, "Oh fuck you guys! You guys are a bunch of haters! You don't know look look that this <laughs> post did age well." So I think my question is like, so this year coming in when we release our our predictions, if we don't pick you guys, are you gonna come and come correct before the game, or are you just only gonna come after the game after you win? Cause I'm looking, I'm looking at you right now, cause you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. Yeah. laughs>
2: I don't know. I just felt, I felt a little bit disrespected, cause I think, um, I like when I seen it. It was like everyone said Wally was gonna win, <laughs> and I was like, we couldn't get any like any points. So, I don't know.
1: I mean, hey, you know, we we get some wrong, but I think I finished the season with like only four wrong or five wrong. You so. did really well. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll show you guys respect. You guys were my 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 dark horse or my underdogs yeah. for the season. I just, you know, I like if someone's gonna trash talk, don't come late. As soon as soon as I say you guys are going to lose, let me know right away. I think
2: you guys had some, uh, some, uh, some players vote too, right? Cause you guys, it was, um, how many, how many people were voting? So it's, so it's
1: us too. And then we have, uh, like our two insiders. So obviously Eddie Meredith who played for yeah. the rough riders for a little bit. And then, uh, Brandon Mac, used to be a, a D lineman for oh, UFT. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, we kind of brought up in talking about the battle of Waterloo, just what, uh, what a great game that was. And, you know, year after year, there's obviously the tension of just the, the crosstown rivalry, um, but there's been some really good games, especially during your tenure here. What's that like on game day for Battle of Waterloo for, for both of you? What's the intensity like and, you know, not not having don't get into too much detail in terms of maybe how you feel about uh, the, the Warriors or anything. But just what's that rivalry rivalry likes from the outside? It's incredible. Look, look
1: right into
3: the camera. Personally, I'm a guy from Waterloo. So that game is probably one of the bigger games of the year. That's kind of one of the reasons I committed here also um so just taking it to them down the road and knowing that we're trying to be the better team in waterloo every year in and out so that's kind of the intensity i like to bring
2: honestly i i, I love it to be honest because uh since we're like for many people we don't know um Waterloo and the us like we're very we're very close to each other right so like honestly uh winner that game gets a lot of bragging rights like a lot <laughs> a lot of do, bragging you, do, you, right? do you see him at the bar afterwards oh, oh uh,
1: yeah 100 oh, yeah. they're, the they're talking for the we're 19 year olds <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's honestly like it. But not like honestly, you just wanna you just wanna play hard that game. Like it's just like it's like it's a it's a really fun. Actually, I, like prim- I feel like there's just something
3: part. extra in the air that day. Like you know, like you're playing against your whole like city, like both universities just down the road. That kind of intensity and is just like people from both schools both are coming schools out to watch. It's it's,
2: it's really, it's really
0: packed. Big. Like, it's just Does it. the does the school that hosts the game does that ultimately play in that much because as you said there's if it's you know it was it was in Waterloo uh, yeah, this, last yeah. this past year right yeah. but I imagine as you mentioned I'm sure tons of Laurier students yeah. are gonna come out to that game anyways mm. do you like get a vibe that oh you're in Waterloo or if they removed all the warrior decals would you even be able to tell like if it was in Laurier or at uh, Waterloo do you know, you know what I mean
3: honestly like when it came down to like I think it was the second overtime like you couldn't tell who was on whose side because yeah. everyone was just cheering, cheering for the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that anyone is there for that kind of aspect. I think people are there for, like, oh, what's going on? How is Waterloo doing versus how is Gloria doing? Like, who's going to be the better team today? Like, I feel like since Trey Fords came and all those guys have then paved the way, like, that's intensified everything so much more. And I feel like that's then reset the kind of rivalry. And kind of – so now we're, I guess, 1-1 since they beat us. Right. And then we beat them. Mm-hmm. So –
1: um, so as you were saying before, you you're a Waterloo hometown kid. Uh-huh. Growing up, was it a tough decision? Did you know where you wanted to go, or was it kind of like you know, Waterloo, Laurier?
3: Um, there was that 17 year drought that they didn't beat us for or something like that. So okay. that well, was yeah. like my deciding factor in not going to <laughs> Waterloo. <laughs> that yeah. seems fair. Um, <laughs> Nothing against those guys. I love Bert and all those guys they recruited me very heavily, but uh, just didn't think that that was going to be the best fit for me. So
1: and and what about you obviously you're, you're a brampton kid I'm a you Brampton know? kid, yeah and for those who don't know football north I, I coached there you were there and there's yeah we were saying with four other football north guys yeah what was that like did were they with laurie just coming in and being like we're just gonna we're just gonna take all <laughs> you guys and just bring you on or like what was that recruiting process like uh i
2: don't know about for the rest of the guys but like i know for for me personally um like i know at first um like josiah josiah and adam they they already committed right yeah so like like me knowing that like I got other football north guys I'm not gonna come to school knowing no one that kind of made it easier for me I also uh coached dwayne Cameron, the goat, yeah <laughs> cool. I put up I said it um yeah, he was another like another another factor
0: too
1: Yeah, because it seemed like every other week another football north guy was going yeah. to to Laurier. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you know, speaking of football north uh when we were in Guelph about a month ago, Dakota sat down with um another uh, Clarkson prep uh player and Clark Barnes as well as Keandre Smith mm. and uh, in talking to Keandre and we'll ask you guys the same thing just about yeah. other guys you go up against but when asked who are some of the uh, defensive backs that he enjoys going up against mm. or he thinks are the most skilled you were the I think only the only, name, name, <laughs> the only that, name that he brought up yeah. uh, saying something to the effect that like when you're allowed to play man mm. you're pretty darn good but yeah. maybe you don't always get that chance um, what does that um, what does that mean to you just knowing that your peers in the league um, are you know looking up to you that, that that way. means
2: a lot. Same with him too. I think Kyandrew is a, a, a phenomenal receiver as well. Um, I, honestly, it means a lot because you know um, this is my first year playing. I like I didn't play my first year, so um, honestly, it's just just good. It's just good that my name's out there. Really, yeah. I hope every receiver thinks
0: that. To be honest. Well, then. So, and this goes for both of you. Are there any? So I, I suppose for you any and receivers yeah. out there, um, or D B or any position mm-hmm. really that you enjoy watching or think are or are, are very skilled or perhaps run under the radar and, and for yourself as well, Romy, mm-hmm. any guys out there that, you know, maybe week to week you're, you're checking in with to be like, Oh, either oh, I have to go up against this guy or oh, what did so and so you know, school XYZ do this past week that, right. you know, I get to compete
3: with? Um, I wouldn't say like there's someone that I'd look out for specifically. Like obviously there's a week to week game plan what you do differently to uh, against your db obviously um but certain guys that i know that are really good in this league are terrell ford um other than that ao obviously (laughs) i go up against him every every day battle hard all the time other than that um no disrespect to any other guys but i haven't really found someone that presents that big of a challenge other than Bleska kumbamba as well but he's obviously going to the draft this year so hopefully he goes and gets (laughs) (laughs) get get him out of the league (laughs) yeah
2: so, uh, for me, just looking back on last season specifically, uh, I would say that um, the receivers I found that was like really – like I had to bring my A game for for sure was uh, um, Lamb and um, – um, Waterloo. Yeah, the Waterloo receivers. Okay. Yeah, those guys. Like Janowski, Lamb and Janowski, those, those guys are pretty good. Uh-huh. Um,
0: that seems like the consensus of yeah. any defensive guys we've spoken to yeah, yeah. or yeah. lean towards you, – You'll be Saint surprised because – uh, uh,
2: you wouldn't think that Tyler is as fast as he really is, but he's actually he's actually really fast. Um, his route run is actually real is real clean too. Uh, other than that, like our guys too, I think we have like one of the best receiving core in the in the whole country. Actually, uh, we have some guys even that have that you guys haven't even seen yet that are like like top tier like top tier. Like yeah, especially going against um Romy um Ante um curly last year brenton hall just some we got got a lot of good guys
0: we actually we sat down with curly uh just last weekend and kind of talking about his experience here and and with the argos and everything in between um what was that like uh i suppose for both of you but for yourself obviously playing with him uh, as uh, as tightly as you did getting to learn from someone like that as talented as as humble just such a professional
3: as he is honestly i've never met a more humble guy than curly um i've never met a guy that comes in and just Puts his foot down and just starts working like he actually means business when he gets in anywhere he bees, anywhere he is so there's that and like when i said like the whole db thing there's no disrespect to them but when you go against guys like godfrey isaiah malcolm for all your three years prepping and then you start playing against other guys like it's hard to find those kinds of athletes and those kinds of dbs that are going to put those kinds of moves on you right so learning from those guys and learning from curly on what to do in those types of situations has helped me a lot so
1: now is, is Curly's footwork as bad as he says it is? Bad? Because he he says he like, I hate he's like I hate the ladder. Yeah, My footwork's not it, good. If
3: you could put Ocho Cinco and Curly together, I think you have big a good. Statement. Ocho's got <laughs> the best footwork in the I, world. I, I I think he's up there. All right, I think he's up there. Do you
0: play a little soccer too? We were kind of joking that maybe that was the secret to his success, having the background. playing <laughs> I play think he soccer. did
3: actually well, growing up yeah, just a little yeah. bit, yeah, and then switched over to football. So you got yeah. any of those hidden hidden sports? Me, are, no, I just played basketball. I just. Yeah, yeah. Jumpy. I'm jumpy. That's about that it.
0: Definitely, that definitely
1: helps with the position. <laughs> um, I think it's time, Dakota. Yeah, can I ask him a question? Yeah, please, please do. Okay, it. so we obviously know how, you know, Unfortunate, your season ended. Um, did you guys know, like, how good are you guys at math, you know, in school right now? Do you guys take math courses at all? Really. Yeah, I'm in a oh, couple of math courses. Okay, <laughs> like, did you guys know the situation going into that last game? Yeah. It was, so, like, one in, like... So if, so if you dance. had won, obviously you make the playoffs. Yeah. If... Waterloo loses and you guys lose by 18 or more. Yeah, you make the playoffs. You know, and obviously Carlton had the ball midfield. They were up by 12. Was at any point the coaches saying, you know, maybe before the game, if we're if we're down and out and we're actually out, let let them score and make the playoffs?
3: That was never an option. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was ever an option. I
2: think we're just we're too competitive a team to like like i get we but
1: isn't it but isn't it kind of so i've i've asked everybody every parent every player we've interviewed everyone this isn't it kind of like you know live to fight another day so you know lose by 18 yeah it sucks but now we're in the playoffs now water losing on the playoffs
3: honestly i don't (laughs) i don't ever think we should ever fall down and turn your back over right um we're a team that we live and die by playing like We're not going to just give in and just let you score points right our defense is not built like that like our offense we're trying to score every time we get the ball like it's not anytime we go out there we're not going to be like okay let's just let them get six points right let them get six points so we can be in playoffs we want to prove that we're the team that should be in the playoffs right by proving that you have to win the game so if you're not winning the game then do you really deserve to be in playoffs at the end of the day
1: yeah fair enough uh just two two more things to that was it ever talked about from the coaches going into that game or was it always just, so. let's go out and win? Okay, so the second part is, does it make, Does it, is it weird to know that when we ask Curly the same question, he says, nah, fuck it, lose that game, go to the playoffs. Well, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly, I think like we
2: shouldn't have put ourselves in that situation in the first place. This yeah. should have been games at, like, at the start of the season that like, we should have won. You mean like UFC? Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> but yeah, we should have never put ourselves in that situation. Just to, just to even be in that situation was kind of our fault. So... um. I don't know, but if that's what Curly said, that's what Curly said.
1: But I mean, the reason the reason I asked that is because I thought you guys were better than your record. Yeah, definitely. and I thought you guys could have gone toe to toe with almost any team in the playoffs. So I'm like, it's not like they're gonna make the playoffs by losing and then just get their ass beat. Mm. Like you guys, that's just my thought. I thought you could go in the All playoffs. Right. And who they who they have played? Uh, it would have been Guelph in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's who. Yeah, because then they
0: had the block punt to beat Carlton. Anyways, we're getting down. Yeah, bro. but yeah,
3: it was it would have been Guelph, but. They could have beat Guelph. I don't. I don't. Th- I think it's easier to say when you're not in the program anymore. That's, yeah. To be like, yeah, I when you're just, just sitting just on the couch watching. It. It. Yeah, like, exactly, being retired yeah. athlete. Like, you're just like, who cares? But at the end of the day, when you're actually playing the sport, you're not like, oh, let's just lose this game. Let's tank yeah. it. Nah, let's just win the game.
1: No, I was, and I obviously, like, if you had asked me that question when I played, I would have yeah. said, not a fucking chance. to exactly. Win this you game. I mean? But if you would asked me that as a coach now, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. We got to make the playoffs by any chance. I got to right. keep my job. So. Right.
0: But as you kind of said, you, uh, you kind of put yourself in that position just by not taking advantage of perhaps some earlier games. Mm-hmm. I mean, also that, that game as well, not to like rub salt in the wound of it, but you have a team, a Carlton team coming in from Ottawa for an 11 a.m. start, right? That's, that's definitely yeah, a bit of like, an advantage. What's with the 11
1: a.m. start? Ottawa. That's unheard school of. School day game. <laughs> I know it's a school day game, but like, do you really get that many kids out? Or Honestly, you know, like, you'll be
2: surprised. There's a lot
3: of kids there, surprised. but are they really paying attention is the other thing.
1: And, and, and sorry to interrupt your question there, but how much does that affect you? Because you know, 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock games, you know, it's kind of the same prep. But 11, like, you have to wake up either so much earlier than you're tired. Like, mm-hmm. I know that, like, to get ready for when I used to play, to get ready for, like, a 7 o'clock game, I was getting my mind set at, like, noon. So, like, how does that, like, affect your mental preparation for a game? Mm-hmm. Or is your body even awake enough to play?
2: Honestly... Uh, like my mind's ready prep from like a couple of days before, cause like I'm just I'm I'm just locked. And that's just me, but like I'm not gonna lie to you. It felt it felt weird, cause even like if you really think about it, even like back Wasn't in high Thursday school, elementary too? school. Yeah, it was on Thursday. Even like back in high school, elementary school, you don't play that early, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like that was the that was the earliest I ever played. So it it did feel a little weird, yeah.
0: Well, I don't think from just glancing over the schedule for the upcoming year, I don't believe you guys are doing a daytime start unless they change that later Mm. on. But hopefully, um, hopefully not. We won't won't write that in stone just yet. But looking ahead, I don't know if you guys have studied the schedule too too much. Obviously, Battle of Waterloo every year is going to be last game of the season. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Well, that's going to be fun to to look forward to. Uh, Aside from that, uh, any uh, games on the schedule that you're really really looking forward to? Um,
1: Guelph, (laughs) Guelph,
2: all of them.
0: U of T.
1: Week one revenge. Hey, I honestly, I
2: didn't play UFT. I didn't play UFT game. I was
3: injured, but I'm. I'm and they got
1: a new OC. It could be completely different. I would love to play UFT. I want
3: to take a picture in front of the CN Tower. <laughs> <laughs> With my arms spread out like this. Just I mean, it's, a, it's, ball, a stadium, I, it's it's a little further than Varsity
1: Stadium, but it's a little. You can see it from there. You can see it.
0: You come to Toronto for that game. You guys get the win. We'll we'll take the photo of you ourselves that down the CN picture. Tower. That's that whole picture. Right there. But so uh, Guelph mentioned the UFT Waterloo. Yeah. Any of the other any other games popping out on the schedule for you?
3: Western obviously yeah, western as western usual mm-hmm. um aside from that, I really wanted to play Mac this year, but I uh, guess we'll have to wait till playoffs hopefully for that well, looking back on not just this past season but the year before too, you know
0: I, I remember looking at that 2018 year and with uh you know Eddie Meredith at the time, you had the last uh, game of the season versus Western. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole year we're thinking, oh, it's going to be a 7-0 versus 7-0 going into that game. But another year where there just seemed like a lot of missed opportunities and, you know, you were unfortunately, it, it ended with, uh, uh, with you guys not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, I, I know every day you guys are putting in your hardest and, and so are the coaches and everyone part of this team, but, like, is it just some bad luck, a few bad bounces in the games? Like, it seems like two years where it's just – I feel like you guys have underwhelmed a little bit. Mm. And that's and that's coming from a place where I think you guys should be a contender. As Dakota said, you guys can right. beat anyone. So for you to miss the playoffs two years in a row is uh, you know, a bit of
3: a shock. Um, it is a huge shock, personally. Um, I feel like our defense has carried us way through. Um, our offense has been a little bit shaky at points. So in that, we've been cleaning. We've been trying to clean that up a lot. Um, we've had a new quarterback starting this whole season. Connor he has been doing amazing. Um, aside from that, we just need to kind of get everything in one now like we had a couple games like Ottawa we lost because of special teams Uh, there's a couple games we lost because of our offense like Carlton for example but we just got to clean up those little messes and I think we'll be pretty pretty good so
1: Uh, just just jumping back a little bit um, to before University how big of a leap and I feel like you guys have very different experiences Um, obviously you coming from kind of a prep Academy how big of a leap was it from going from high school or you know your community rep team to an oua style offense or oua style defense like how big of a change was it uh
2: so um so like i went to football north right so um i play american ball clarkson yeah yeah, clarkson football north (laughs) shout out um but yeah i play amer i play american ball right so um i hear the field's wider there's extra players so um that was a little that took a little getting used to
1: had you never played canadian ball before i like
2: i have but like I w- I only played one year of it because I got injured my uh, after grade after grade nine yeah. I hadn't played until football North, which was uh, grade twelve right, um so um yeah so that was a little that was a little different um, but honestly like like even my first year I'm I, I'm not gonna lie I came in I was I was I was struggling <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you especially going against like guys like Curly like I was it was it was pretty bad but like as as time went on like it got better and better and then eventually like it just it just felt
1: like natural but what about like you know the the weight room schedules and the film schedules like i don't know um, what yours was like when you were in there but i know that that clarkson has you know, honestly yeah I think, no, I think
2: i think clarkson prepared me for that because it's, it's a very very similar you we had um the only difference was our, our clarkson since it was like uh, just a, like a school right we uh had workouts after but here we have workouts 6am in the morning well, the best we have time. Runs. yeah honestly i, I like it. i like it a lot actually um, it's easy for six a.m., but yeah. then the rest of your day is a little bit of a struggle. And then film, <laughs> film to prepare me for film because before prior to football north, uh, I have I we never really sat down as a team to watch film, but yeah, that was that was some that was a whole new concept for me at coming into football north. But here it's a, it's honestly it, it's the same
3: thing. prepared me for real. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, um, we didn't have much of a workout schedule at my high school, and after my grade eleven year, we didn't even have a football team. So for me, it was just uh, Cambridge Lions uh, development. So. Uh, through that, it, it was basically like a feeder team. So there's a bunch of Laurier coaches that are on Cambridge Lions. And prior to that, I was playing for Preds, which is under Waterloo pretty much. So um, with that being said, I got to learn the offense really fast. So coming in, it wasn't too hard to pick that up. It was just the level of play that I had to catch up to. So I felt like it was a pretty smooth but kind of rocky transition at the same time. But I felt like I made my way through. So,
1: yeah. And, and how much film did you watch? with uh, Cambridge, if any?
3: Um, with Cambridge, not like there's like once a week, but there's also my friend uh, Tavian Shandy goes to McMaster and his dad, he they, they basically trained me in football since I've started playing. So we watched film a couple times throughout the week as well and kind of broke things down and did all that. So wasn't yeah. too bad.
1: That's what I find is the biggest, you know, change for a lot of students other than the playbook is like this much thicker yeah. than maybe like <laughs> six plays when you run for a prep team yeah. um, is the film. Like a lot of kids in high school don't get the chance to really watch not, film. And that's such a huge a, thing. I mean, I remember when I, cause obviously I was with, with Western with Greg Marshall. He's like, all right, we're going to watch three hours of film right now. Right. Like, the stuff we just did. Right. I was there. I watched it, but <laughs> it is such a big part of football. So now moving into
0: spring camps coming up, fall, of course, you know, just like that's going to be summer workouts, and then before you know it, there's going to be captains' practices. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, we're right back into August, into training camp, into the start of the twenty twenty season. So we talked a little bit about this past year, the past two years, a bit of your guys' journey coming into uh, to the University of Lorry. But looking forward to next year in particular, you don't have to make any specific predictions. But what's your what's your sense for this team, either or either individually or as a team? What are the goals that you're hoping to hit this year? Honestly. Inception, inception. <laughs> uh,
2: hopefully, hopefully they start throwing my way more. You know, <laughs> no, but, okay. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think everyone's goal is just to really just make the like make the playoffs. Because I think like no matter what year, I think we compete with any team in the league. Like I think we have enough talent. Like we're 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 pretty deep as a team. Uh, we have a lot of people in a lot of positions that I could fill in for anyone. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's just like just actually like just coming together as a not like offense and defense individual as a whole team to like just took and just coming
3: together and just gel. Really. That's what, that's what I would say. Um, like you said, yeah, I think that personally as a goal, like I just want to build off of the success that I've had last year um, and kind of increase what I've done and just keep on progressing um, as a team, obviously making a playoff push. Running deep in the playoffs and just kind of riding that wave until hopefully we get to the Vanier Cup or something like that. So, but until then, it's just put your head down to work.
1: Yeah. Um, so this will be this will be my last question. Obviously, you two guys are both very humble, very talented athletes. Don't name names, but are there teams that maybe aren't quite as humble when you go and line up against them? Maybe they're, <laughs> you know, I asked most teams this, and Keandre didn't shy away. So you don't even name Keandre <laughs> as a, as someone who talks shit. But are there other teams that maybe be a little louder? Um,
3: we're a pretty loud team, I'd say, but um <laughs> we talk. Hey, yo, you talk shit.
2: Honestly, I don't. You remind me a lot of he Clark Barnes. Like he's just like quiet. Like, yeah, he I talks. Don't. He's a quiet <laughs> talker. I got, I got. It's
3: he's a, a, a quiet talker. <laughs> There's like those got, quiet you know. talkers that you got, <laughs> but then those there's those loud guys, yeah. and then you know who you are because mm-hmm. you got in our faces and our coaches' faces, but I'm well, not going to say Well, that. I mean,
1: another Football North guy like like Alameen was a— Oh, that's my guy. Um, yeah, that <laughs> I think it's a very famous nah, he's, clip he's, that, that he's, yeah, over he's, the guy. He's
2: yeah. a loud—Alameen's going to hit you, and he's going to let you know about it. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's, he talks. He talks. So definitely that Carlton D. Yeah, That Carlton
3: D has got I think the got top a Carl- notch. Carlton yeah, yeah, that's the second They've time. Got the top notch right now for that talking.
1: I mean, they're, they're a good team, and they're they're smash-mouth football. Mm, yeah. they like to I, hope so. yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Honestly, though, it's funny because I think if I was asked the same question, like, five, six
0: years mm-hmm. ago feel like I would have said Laurier, or Carlton yeah, as well. For, just yeah. two of the teams that just always like to talk. But, yeah. you know, whatever you got to do, uh, take whatever advantage you have, right? We're all here trying to win. Of course. Um, so I know we'll both be pulling for you this upcoming season. It says about every team. What are we pulling for everybody? <laughs> I, we're, we're the OE, we're the home for OUA football, my friend. We got to be like as it. unbiased as we can. Um, but thank you guys so much for sitting down with yeah, us. No, um, and uh, us. best of luck this summer into the it. new season, okay? Yeah, Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man.
1: Did you just drop a Kodak reference right there? <laughs> I, uh, did, I, I hope did. so. I hope so.
0: <laughs> Once again, that was Ayo Ajayi and Romy Simpson of the Laurier Golden Hawks, Dakota. I think we we did the math on this, but you know my my uh, football riddled brain is, is a little slow right now. How many of the schools have we that we interviewed? You've had former players on now.
1: Um, U of T, yep, Mac, Mac, Guelph, uh, Laurier. Um, you know, maybe I'll just release a coaching tree. Yeah. Um, for the first time, I'm not gonna brag and I'm be humble. You know, I'm not gonna take credit for these these kids' successes. Uh, maybe if you see Justice Allen for McMaster running an actual route, <laughs> if it's a good route. But uh, well, Clark gave you the credit though, right? Gave- yeah, but did you see his face. Like we, we <laughs> him and I both knew. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just made him the returner. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, I think. It just goes to show that, you know, part of the programs I've been a part of, you know, blessed to be a part of, have had amazing, talented kids. And, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, kids that I've helped coach or or known in the past are are now seeing success in the the next level. And,
0: you know, I think my favorite thing from this one was that we finally got to have you face to face with a couple of Golden Hawks and talk about the the school day defeat.
1: I mean, I thought, go ahead, no, go well, ahead.
0: Well, I mean, that pretty much sets it up. As you heard, we obviously were talking to them about the loss to Carlton and the decision, which um, is, as we keep talking to more and more players, is is more divided than I originally thought. When we first started asking players, former players, and people around the league, their thoughts were, it, it was fairly, consensus seemed to be people were more on our side that, yeah, you, you know, get to the playoffs and see what happens. Obviously, the Laurier guys... uh you know support what the team did and everything like that um but as you'll hear uh, next, i mean i you know, mean
1: you know there surprisingly i won't spoil it but there is bigger reaction from teams yeah. that you know weren't necessarily a part of it uh i expected the laurier answers and again i see i see it from both sides i see it as a player i see it as a coach i see it as a fan um but you know i had to ask the question and you know it was a, it was a good little good little back and forth yeah, no, I
0: and, and they were good sports about it. Um, and as you kind of alluded to, we got a stronger reaction from uh, uh, players from teams that you might be more surprised. Um, but nonetheless, uh, really great talking with Ao and uh, with 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 Romy and, and and they, you know, not to say we were taking shots, but this is a team that's been very disappointing the last two years, um, despite really high expectations. So you know really good on them for just taking on not not I don't think either of us were critical but just kind of facing the facts where this is a team that's been very disappointing and I thought they took on those questions you know with, with the dignity of sort of what what transpired and kind of just shedding light on where this team's at and the expectations and uh you know, as we kind of talked about with the Windsor episode, I know it's becoming a bit of a, a cliche for me in these interviews where I say we're pulling for them next year, and it's a hundred percent true. I'm
1: gonna keep exposing you to these. Kids. <laughs> it's like it's like you're a rock star and just coming. Toronto, you're the best city. <laughs> we love you, Springfield. <laughs> but no, it,
0: it, it was it was it was a really nice sitting down with them because at least for me, Laurier is a team that I, I never had like, too, too many connections with, so just being able to put a couple faces to the names and just forming some of those connections on a personal note was uh, was really nice, um, so yeah, once again, shout out to A.O. and, and Romy and uh, as you might expect, well, A, because I think we already sort of spoiled it while we are in the Kitchener-Waterloo region. Just walked across University Street. We, I mean, I think we took the longest route you could from Laurier to Waterloo, just (laughs) because I have no idea how to drive around there. We had
1: to stop by Campus Pizza, so. We,
0: you know, shout out Campus Pizza. Um, We're still looking for those sponsors, so Campus Pizza, man, spot's yours if you want it. (laughs) Um, But yes, we we did make a trip over to the Waterloo Warriors. athletic facility and sat down with a couple of their, uh, the, those guys there. Are we going to tell them who we who spoke to? No. No, that's another firm no on that. Um, I'm going to keep asking, though, because maybe one of these weeks we will tell you. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe York, Maybe York. are <laughs> Green. Uh, but that'll do it for the Laurier episode. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week at the 55.